Hi everyone, welcome back to Block Shots. My name is Gautam Dhameja and in this episode of the podcast, we are going to talk about a little bit of a fundamental topic about blockchain scalability. And it is basically related to the relationship between block gas limit and block period and how these two things are impacting blockchain scalability. So in general, for any public smart contracts blockchain, it is important to measure and basically charge for the resources used by the user during execution. So when a user deploys their smart contract on a public blockchain like Ethereum, and when another user calls those smart contracts to execute the logic, it is important to charge these users for the usage that they have done. This discourages users to create any sort of attacks on the blockchain. If everything is free, people will just abuse it. So in order to make sure that people don't abuse the public resources shared by the blockchain, we have the concept of gas. So essentially, any logic that is executed on the blockchain is measured in gas and the user has to pay for it by buying gas. Now, let's understand that every transaction that is executed on a blockchain is measured as per the operations happening inside that transaction. For example, the number of storage that is happening, the number of database reads that are happening, computation that is happening, and so on. For every operation, user has to pay something. And that is where the entire transaction fee based on gas is determined. So essentially, a transaction requires you to pay gas. Now, another thing is that a block is just essentially a collection of transactions along with some metadata. And a transaction is a packet of data that represents an execution or a message from a user to a blockchain. So in totality, a block is just a bigger packet of data. Now, another thing is blockchains are peer-to-peer -peer networks, which means nodes propagate blocks to their peers during consensus process. So there is a concept of block time, which is essentially a period between two blocks. Now let's combine all of these things together. So in a peer-to-peer -peer network, when we want to propagate a packet of data, which is a block, across several nodes of a network, which is a blockchain, within a time limit, which is the block period, we need to make sure that the size of the packet of data or this block is not too large. Because if this block is too large in size, then it will take more time to propagate it across the network which means we will have to increase the block period. Because if one block is not propagated before the production of the next block, then the blockchain will have a fork. It will not function properly. So block period and block size are kind of, you know, related to each other. So if you increase the block size, you'll have to increase the block period as well. Now, how do we measure this? That is where the block gas limit comes into the picture. So essentially block gas limit is the maximum amount of gas that a block can have in all its transactions. So that gives a maximum size to a block. And based on this, we determine the block period, like how long is the block period between the two blocks so that the previous block can easily propagate across the network and the next block can be produced on top of it. Now, how this impact blockchain scalability? So if you put too many transactions in a block, that means you are trying to process more transactions. But if the block size becomes too big, that means you'll have to increase the block period as well. 
So that is where we have a trade-off. And this is how these two concepts impact blockchain scalability. So that was about block gas limit and block period and their connection. I hope you found this insightful. Thank you for listening and I'll see you in the next episode. Ciao. Thank you.